Amen. Good morning. So I have to start by saying being here before you today is not something that I expected. But when you go into a prayer with a friend, asking that God would rekindle the fire for him in you, and that you would clearly know and boldly follow the plan and path he has, and that he would give you the opportunity to use your voice to reach others and share your testimony, your pastor asks you to preach and you can't say no. Where do you seek your refuge when disaster strikes? Food, TV, social media, exercise, other people, shopping, vacations? How does that work out? Do you become prone to anxiety, sadness, and fear? Do we allow the circumstances to make us forget who he is and his place in our lives? There was a time in my life when I faced the biggest disaster ever. I was in such a dark place, in pain, depressed, and didn't know how to cope. So I used alcohol and drugs, among other things, as my refuge. Now, of course, they really served as more of an escape from my thoughts and feelings, and those behaviors created more issues and even greater disasters. I did not believe God could or would do anything to help me, even though I was a believer. I thought my stuff was too messy, too much for him. And so I kept fighting a battle in my flesh that only he could win. My mother used to tell me, be still and know that he is God. She knew I was in a battle and trying to fight in my own strength, but I couldn't receive it because at that time I didn't understand what she meant and I didn't understand what the scripture meant. And the thought of literally being still, body and mind, made me want to jump out of my skin. I face many other challenges and trials, as we all do. But this is why this scripture means so much to me now. Psalm 46 is a hymn celebrating Zion as the special city that God pledged himself to, and through it he would bless the world. It reminds us that God is always there to help, providing refuge, security, and peace. His power is complete and his victory is certain. In these scriptures, there's some things that we see, our circumstance, our faith, and our God. The Psalm begins with a confession or a declaration that God is our refuge and strength a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even when our world is shaken and crumbling. Every time I read this scripture, the phase, even when, kept stopping me, like God was, was and is saying to me, yes, Amber, even that. There is no circumstance we can face that God is not there when we belong to him through faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins and eternal life. Only then can we truly say, God is my refuge. Psalm 9.9 says, The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And in 62.7-8, through 8, On God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. 
Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Verses 4, 5, and 6 talk about a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High, and God being in the midst of her. God's river of grace and mercy are there. God's help comes to us like flowing streams, giving us joy, peace of mind that nothing in the world can offer us. God is our stability and our security. His voice is greater than the noise of the world. He has the power to melt the earth at the utterance of his voice. God is in the midst of his church and his people, and we will not be moved. If he dwells within us, we will not be destroyed. Even when things rise up against us, even when the world is in chaos, we have the confidence that God is in our midst. Isaiah 12 and 6 says, Shout and sing for joy, O Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. And Micah 1 and 4 says, And the mountains will melt under him, and the valleys will split open like wax before the fire, like waters pouring out down a steep place. Verse 7 reminds us again of the security and protection we have in God. He is with us. The God who rules the heavens and the God of Jacob is our God and our fortress. Numbers 14.9 says, Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Second Chronicles 13.12 says, Behold, God is at our head. And his priests with their battle trumpets sound the call to battle against you. O sons of Israel, do not fight against the Lord. The God of your fathers, you cannot succeed. Then verse 8 talks about, Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations to the earth. He makes war cease to end the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Remembering his works in the past... And how God has provided, protected in the past, should strengthen our faith. Only he can end the wars, defeat the enemies, destroy all that comes against him. He will bring his judgment and his peace to the world. In my favorite part of this scripture, now that I understand, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God is telling us to stop fighting. Stop fighting him and stop fighting the battles. When I started to look up what being still actually meant, it's not to be quiet and cease movement, which was my greatest fear, but rather to stop frantic activity, stop worrying, to let go, to release, to yield, to surrender to him to look for him to help, for help, to know that he is God, to experience him in the quietness of our hearts, to let his peace fill us, to know him as our security and our stability in the storm, that he will be exalted among the nations, lifted up, raised high to be glorified. And we know that will take place when Christ comes. 
Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. It's also telling the enemy to stop fighting a battle that they cannot win. Psalm 103 through 5, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. We serve a God who is faithful to us. He never fails us. He has never failed me. <clears throat> and again, the Lord, of, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So when I went through these scriptures, <clears throat> things that came out as like our confession and our circumstance, we will have trials, but God is present among his people. And his people are those who are protected, those that belong to him through faith in Jesus Christ, believing in the death and resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins and eternal life. And for those who fight against the Lord, who will be defeated. I remember several years ago when my mother was having a pretty major surgery, and I was terrified. <clears throat> that I would lose the only parent I had left. I called my aunt, and I will never forget what she said. We pray that all will be well, but even if it's not, we will get through it with God's help. If it were his will that it, it was her time. And I remember after she said that, I felt this feeling of peace that I could not explain because I still face the very scary thought that something could go wrong. But praise God, he was with the surgeon, he was with my mom, and he was with us, and she's here, um, although she doesn't have titanium in her head. When my father died, that was the absolute worst tragedy that I could ever imagine. I suffered for years after that. But eventually, when I stopped trying to deal with it on my own and allowed my Heavenly Father to walk me through that, I began to heal. And God used the most tragic event of my life and my own addiction to teach me forgiveness. We serve a powerful God. Then we learn about our God. He provides peaceful provision. We have his presence and we have his power. And we're reminded again, he is our refuge and our strength and our stronghold. He is our help. He is with us, not sometimes, but all the time. In every season, in every situation, he is there. And it's not about a feeling. Because we may not feel him, but our feeling means nothing because his word has said that he is present. He is with us. He is there. There is no doubt about it. True peace comes when we are with the Lord in the city where he dwells. In this world, we will experience hurt, storms, trials, battles, disasters, and chaos. But through it all, 
He is working everything out for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We are eternally safe, and that gives us peace. God will provide us with peace in our hearts. Now, many of you know I have struggles with anxiety, which make me want to control things. But I have learned that there's actually such a freedom from not being in control when I remind myself that God is in control. I can trust him in a way that I cannot trust myself or anyone else. It's a hard lesson for me to learn because I like to control things. We also learn of, God's, of our faith. God is God. We don't fear. We are empty in ourselves, but we're strong in him. He will be exalted among the nations. The ultimate goal is to exalt and glorify God. That is the purpose of our lives. As we rest in him and his protection during life's difficulties, we show the goodness and power of God, trusting him no matter what, even when. We belong to him and we should have a different response when we go through trials and difficulties. It doesn't mean we don't feel. Like Jody said in his message, we're not happy facing trials, but we know who is in control. He can handle our fears. He can handle our questions. He can handle our pain, but we have to give it to him. So how do we live all this out? What are we called to do? We fear not. If God is a real refuge, strength, and help to his people, there is no reason for us to fear, even during the biggest crisis. But we bring him our fears. We're real with him, and we're honest with him about what we're feeling and what we're facing. Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. In 56, 3 and 4, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Share with others for godly wisdom and encouragement. Be in fellowship with those who will speak truth to you. I thank God for my circle of close friends who are God-fearing women and some men too, that when life gets hard and there's trials, that I can go to them and that they will speak life into me and they will speak God's word into me and they will speak his truth into me and they will remind me of his goodness and of his strength and of his presence. Because it's easy for me to talk to people who are going to um, have a pity party with me um, and speak fear into me rather than speaking life into me. But I thank God for the people that he's put in my path. The other thing we do is have faith and trust in him. Trust in his power. Trust in his presence. Trust in his protection. Trust in his faithfulness where we call to mind the times that he's been faithful in the past. And we don't forget what he has brought us through and how he's delivered his people in his word 
and have faith that he will continue to do it again and again and again. Praise him for all that he's done. Psalm 66.5 says, come and see what the Lord has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. In Joshua 1.9, that has been speaking to me through this whole process, and thank you to my friend Liz, who kept saying this scripture to me, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then we surrender to him and know him, develop an intimate relationship with him. Seek his spirit. Meditate on what he has said in his word. It's the spirit who gives life. The flesh is not help at all. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. It's found in John 6, 63. Be filled with the spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spirit-filled songs, singing and making melody with the, with the Lord, with your, to the Lord with your heart. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing songs, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Believe. Faith comes by meditating on God's word. And in faith, we experience the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And by being obedient. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him, says John 14, 3. And have a having a desire for him, in meditating and believing and obeying, desiring all that God is for you and has for you in him, thirsting for him. John 37 says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink and worshiping him for who he is. Not for what he can do, but just for who he is. 17 years ago, I was lost. I was broken. I was beat down. I was fighting for my life in a battle that I could not win and was getting worse every day. My addiction brought me to the lowest point that I could ever imagine. And I saw no way out of the pain but through death. And one night I gave up. I gave up physically. But what also happened in that moment is I surrendered. And that's when I began to grow in faith, trusting him, relying on his strength, because I had none. He is my refuge. He is my strength and a very present help. My situation had not changed, but through him I was given the strength to begin to heal. <clears throat> I learned of his love for me and his presence with me, even in the storms. I learned to be still, to surrender, to stop fighting. I learned to trust him and began to feel peace like I had never before. There are times when this is still difficult for me, but thank God he never stops working, and I keep putting into practice what he teaches me. 
I remember in Nikolai's sermon, he talked about having the tools, but we need to practice them so we can get better with, with, with using them. I still get overwhelmed. I still become gripped by fear. I still look at my circumstance rather than looking to him at times. But it seems to take less and less time for me to remember to give it to him and let him carry me through. I pray that we would experience the Father's care, the Savior's redeeming love, and the Spirit's sustaining of our faith. Let us be a people who surrender ourselves in order that we may know he is God, he is our refuge, our strength, our present help in time of trouble, our comforter and king in uncertain times, our security, our center, our steadfast ruler, the commander of the universe, the Lord of hosts, the God of Jacob, the victorious one, and the one before whom every knee shall bow on heaven and earth. Amen.